Hi guys, and welcome to our first ever episode of our podcast that we've just decided to be. Uh, talks, we talk football. So I'm here with Jai Cameron, my cousin. Hello. Who might not have the, the best board as he is younger, but we're still going to have a chat about him. Because he'll be here for every episode, or hopefully every episode, unless we get some other people that want to do it. So, we are wanting to talk about the Premier League. We'll start off with the Premier League. Because that is something that's quite a big league. Everyone knows about it. In Australia, soccer, Premier League is probably the biggest supported league. So we'll start off with Chelsea Fulham. Chelsea going into this game had just spent $300 million in the most recent transfer window. Which is a lot of money. More than the league on Serie A, Bundesliga combined. And you'd think with the quality of the players that they've spent their money on, they would be able to get a result at Fulham at home. Wouldn't you think? Yes, you would. And especially on how much money they've used with players like Enzo Fernandez, 125 million, Mudrick, um, Mudrick 100 million, and then Felix gets a red card in his first game for yeah. what 80 million. You think you think Chelsea at home should be beating Fulham, but it just kind of feels like they're playing full manager a bit, doesn't it? Yeah. They're just buying big name players and just chucking. There's no real structure. See, if you look at Arsenal, Spurs, Man United, Chelsea, not Chelsea, sorry, um, Man City, those teams are signing players that they need. They're looking at targets saying, we need that player, he fits into our style. Chelsea are just signing whoever that pops up and just goes, yeah, we want him. Fulham would be very happy with a point at home, wouldn't away from home, sorry. Yeah, very good result, especially against. Chelsea, who are known as a big club, and how much money they've used, obviously. And, like, Fulham are kind of in good form, though, currently. Sitting in sixth above Chelsea. Yeah. But you would expect, on paper, Chelsea to win that game. But some games are an upset, and Chelsea aren't in very good form after the break. It is honestly like surprising the downfall of Chelsea. Yeah. Like last year they were a very solid side, a top four side. Then this year you're just wondering every game if they're gonna win it against like teams like Southampton and stuff. They're really pushing to beat teams. They're struggling even though with everything they've spent. So they are really struggling. But Fulham, a point away at Stamford Bridge is a very good result. A very, very good result. That is a great result to take away from there. Especially yeah, they are in this fight for Europe. They are really challenging for Europe. So would you say they could get Europe? Um, I think they could if they keep up with the form, maybe get a little bit better form than they are in. I feel like they could jump Tottenham and knock Tottenham out of Europe. You really think that? That's a bold comment. It just, I, I could see it happening, but you just have to beat Tottenham and just hope Tottenham drop results. Or Newcastle drop out to Champions League, but they are in very good form, Newcastle. I unfortunately was not able to watch the game, but according to sources, Chelsea looked very poor in front of goal. So that's not something you want to be hearing as a Chelsea supporter, being poor in front of goal. So they really need to look at their tactics and really try and improve that. Dry, how, what's your thoughts on Mikhailo Mudrik's game? Well, I feel like 
100 million, I feel like, is a bit too much for Modric, especially someone coming out of the Incredible. Ukrainian league. Four and goals in nine, four, nine goals in four years. Nine then. goals in four years in the Ukrainian league. I feel like it's just too much money for that type of player if he can't score in the Ukrainian league. He just looks like a bit of kick and run, doesn't he? Use his yeah. pace a bit, which is not a great tactic for Stamford Bridge as he it is not a massive ground. But moving on from that game, we will go to the title leaders, Arsenal, who are playing Everton at Goodison Park by our time 11.30 here, but the early game. So I would expect Arsenal to win, wouldn't you? Yes, you would. On the poor form that Everton are on. But there is speculation of Partey injured, so that's going to affect the game big time. But new signing Jorginho slots in for Partey. I just don't think it'd be, be as good as Partey. Yeah, but we'll see how he performs against Everton. I feel like against a team like Everton, I feel like he could show himself and show Arsenal fans that he's not that he's not as good as Partey, but he's not that bad even for his age. Yeah, but he, he is only there to fill in um, for Partey, and people are all having a go at Arsenal for making that sign. But I feel like the smart sign is only if Partey gets injured. They've got smart, they've looked for depth and they've got it. See? See? And it's only 10 million. Yeah, it's only 10 million. It's not like they've spent 30 million on some 30 year old man. They've only spent 10 million on him. And I think it's a quality signing. But I might be a bit biased as I am an Arsenal fan. But I think it's a pretty good signing. Yeah, especially for a backup with that player with his amount of knowledge and experience. I feel like he could bring a lot to Arsenal when Partey's injured and he can help them. Arsenal's um, continued their cruise to hopefully win the league. Looking at Arsenal's last game, they did beat Man United 3-2 at home with a last-minute heroics from Eddie Nketiah, who is just finding the goals all the time at the moment. He's really just scoring a lot for Arsenal. As he found a late-minute winner and just a header to equalise. Arsenal really dominated that game. I might be a bit biased, but... From what I saw, Arsenal on the ball a lot more. Arsenal looked better going forward. Man United didn't really create a lot, but when they did, they were really emphatic with their finishes. And they're really, they're really disciplined at the back. They are really showing some really good future like promises. They could be a, a good team in the future. Like they're really, Ten Hag has come into this team and changed it completely. With signs of Anthony Martinez has really really improved the squad and Marcus Rashford on the form of his career probably better than back when he had his first start so how do you think Everton how have Everton been going well Everton haven't been on a very good run currently and I feel like it would be easy cruise for Arsenal to beat Everton have only won one of their last seven games only getting um five points from their last ten games and losing at seven which isn't very good and lo- losing to Southampton yeah who are bottom and doing very poorly but Everton have won the last three of their last four against Arsenal and the last time Arsenal beat them was at Emirates last game of the season last year where they beat them 5-1 that was to hopefully get top four but Norwich unfortunately could not beat uh, Tottenham where Son and Sal are tied for the Golden Boot. And they both got it. Um, and Liverpool lost by a point. 
So, what would your score prediction be for this game? Um, I feel like it would be Eddie and Katie being a hero and they're going to win 3-1. Eddie and Katie are two, second one. So, similar to the menu game? Yes. Oh, yeah. I feel like Eddie and Katie will find a score sheet as he's really proving himself. As people doubted him when uh, Jesus got injured, everyone thought Eddie and Katie's not going to do as good a job. He might not be as good on the ball, but he's definitely scoring goals. He's definitely fine in the back of the net. Which that's, that's his job. That's what he's been told to do, and that's what he's doing. So I think the score will be 3-1 as well. Arsenal getting it to a 2-0 lead before them getting one back and Arsenal finishing the game off to make it 3-1 to the Gunners. Our next game, as we go into the 2am games here, or the little bit later games in the UK, it's Villa and Leicester City. Which I think will be a very good matchup. Yes. As Villa had not a great start to the season, but Unai Emery coming in and really, really restructuring this team. Making it so much better. David Jones could not find the form of this team. But Leicester have looked better from the start of the season. Being last to now being 14th is a very good improvement from where they were. How do you think, how Villa and Leicester been going? Well, yeah, as you say, Leicester were last, but they've pulled it back um, just before and after the break. And, yeah, Aston Villa have been doing well, sitting in 11th place, just above Leicester, who are in 14th. And Aston Villa have been on very good form, winning six of their last 10 games. And I feel like it'll be very interesting. Yeah, I think it'll be a good game. Because Leicester and Villa are uh, both teams on the up. It being a little draw last year when they played each other in April at the King Power Stadium. But I just think it'll be a better matchup this time. I feel like it'll be a 1 1 draw, but very end to end game. Both teams looking really good on the attack. And both teams really looking to create chances. Yeah. So now we will go to Brentford Southampton. Brentford have had a very good year this year, as they did last year. They were very good last year as a newly promoted team. Being the likes of who? Being the likes of Sydney, Sydney, City, um, Chelsea. They've beat Liverpool. They've beat. They've drawn with Tottenham. Drawn with. Who else have they drawn with? They've drawn with Man United. They've done very well this year. And they're really looking to become better by beating Southampton and really pushing for Europe. But Southampton, who are dead last, but they're only a couple of points out of the, top, the, the, the relegation race. So yep. they are not out of this. They're only Wolves sitting in 17. They're on 17 and Southampton are only on 15. But they get let down a lot because they... The defense, the defense has been a shambles, and they just can't defend at the moment. Azuma has not been as good as they would have liked. He's made a few mistakes as the young goalkeeper, but that, that's the positive. They've got some young players that they can really push forward with in the next couple of years. So I think this game will be two nil to Brentford. I just feel t- Ivan Tony and Burno Dan's goal will just be too good for Southampton's defense. And I just really run over the top of them. And the form, and the form Brentford have been in this season is just very good. And yeah, I feel like it will be 
Easy cruise for Brentford. We now head down to Brighton and Hove Albion at the Amex as they take on Bournemouth at one of the same time. This I think will be a pretty good game, but I just feel like Brighton have just been cruising past teams since that loss to Arsenal in January, haven't they? Yep, they have. Beating Liverpool twice, beating... Smashing Everton. Smashing four. Everton. They've just looked really They've good. They've just looked very good, yeah, as you say, very good on the ball. Kai Sato through the midfield, Matoma. Their structure just looks very good this season. I just feel like Bournemouth, they looked okay at parts. Losing, losing, bottling a 3-2-0 lead to Tottenham, losing 3-2, which you just can't be doing against the big teams. You just need to really, when you go up 2-0, you need to hold on. But I just think Brighton will just be too good for them, honestly. But Trossard is a very big loss for Brighton, especially when Trossard is their top goal scorer. Uh, mean, and he's been banging goals against Liverpool. But Trossard but did have a bit of a falling out with De Zerbi as he was asked to leave. Yeah. But I feel like they still have other players, good players like Rob. Matoma's looks really good for them. Yeah, he's looked Matoma, like a Ritz, Ritz, Trent apart. Um, and that's hard to say, especially as a Liverpool fan. Um, McAllister. Oh, the World Cup winner. And this, the defence is just very well structured with Lanty, Veltman, just team players through that and just really holding them together. I just think it'll be an easy 3 0 win for Brighton. Yeah, I feel the same, but 2 0. 2 0? 3 0. 3 0. 3 0. We now head to the top four, the team that have really turned around with Eric Ten Hag and Crystal Palace. Eric Tenag and Man U Crystal Palace. <laughs> As these two versed each other not that long ago, just before the World, just before the Arsenal game, Man United played Crystal Palace midweek, and it was a very close game with an amazing free kick from Elise, one goal of the month, which was very well deserved. That was some hit. Yeah, it was, and especially against a big team like that. It was, very, yeah, very good, and just, say. Mm, Palace could have almost won that game. If it weren't for Aaron Wayne Vasaka, Zaha would have been through on goal and would have scored. But this game, I feel like it might be a bit of a different game at Old Trafford. Man United coming off a, a, ga- a midweek game against in the Carabao Cup, which we'll talk about a little bit later. But they they look very all right, Crystal Palace. But they've been super up and down this season. They've not been consistent whatsoever, really, have they? No, they haven't. But Man United have been consistent. They really the, have. After the World Cup break. And as soon as Ten Hag joined, Rashford playing the... <laughs> the form like, of his life. He's in the form. His best form. Smack banging goals. Every game, basically, for Man U. And I feel like Man U could win. I just feel like Old Trafford... At Old Trafford, I just feel like Crystal Palace just won't have the answers to Man United and Rashford. I think it'll be a 2-1 win for Man United. I feel like it'll be 1-1 and then Rashford just find that winner sort of latish on in the game. So just feel like they're just too good for Crystal Palace and they'll just dominate. We're, but we'll have to see because you never know. The young forwards of Elise and Eze and they've just got Samuel the Conger on low. 
They've got some good quality players that we'll have to just wait and see. So now we head down on the Molyneux for Wolves versus Liverpool. Liverpool have been very, very poor this year. Very below standards. They have already played each other quite a few times this season. But they've only both been in the FA Cup. They've not played each other in the league just yet. This will be their first meeting in the league. Jai, as a Liverpool fan, tell me your full thoughts going into this game. Well, as, like, you can see, like, the form we're in, um, we're not in very good form. Like, we've, I mean, yeah, losing to Brighton twice is a real blow. And then we beat... Bournemouth nine months our season think uh this is on now and then we just the whole team just turns off and we just go lose, loss, 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 You guys have just really not been yourselves. Do you think it could be a bit of fatigue from last year? Uh, like push being in almost yes. every game of last season? Yeah, I think it could and we do have a lot of injuries right now. Nunes, Diaz you guys didn't really so much depth, have you guys, in the transfer? No, we didn't more depth. But, we, yeah, Nunes, Diaz, Van Dyke. So, what What do you, what do you expect? Do you expect Liverpool would be expected to win this game, and they should win this game. But you never know. Wolves have been okay this year. They've, they've taken points in games they, they should. They've won against West Ham. They've just they've drawn with Villa away from home. They've just done very well. They actually no, they've done not very well. They've done but pretty good this season. Seventeenth. They've not do yeah, they see in seventeenth. Um same points as Bournemouth who are in relegation zone. And I hope that Liverpool should win this game. Um and with a good result here for Wolves, they could jump up all the way up to the thirteenth if results go their way. Uh 13th? Yeah, they could jump 14th. up. 14th, sorry. No, they could go up to. They could go up to 13th. No, because Knott's Forest is on 21. Yeah, they're on 8th. Oh, sorry, sorry. My bad. They go up to 14th with a good result. Yeah. But so I predict a 2-1 win for Liverpool. Just I think Liverpool won a little bit of form. Gakpo will get his first goal of the year, as he has been very poor for 40 minutes. Yes, he has. So Liverpool fans do not really like him that much at the moment. He he just needs a goal to really get his Premier League career kick-started. Yeah, and I feel like he might be under a lot of pressure, especially coming from the Dutch League. A bit of a different league to what he's yeah, used to. Yeah, and then, like, the different physicality, because Premier League is, like, one of the strongest leagues um, in, like, wor the world of football. And I feel like... It's a big change for him to go from the Dutch league, like as I said, from the Dutch league to the English league, and he's just trying to get used to the balance of the skill and physicality and how to play and new teammates. So having a completely different team. Um, yeah, and then um, Wolves have been okay currently they're not in the greatest of forms only winning two games out of their last 10. they didn't make a um, decent sign though through the window telling them Mateus Cunha from Atletico Madrid which is a very good signing for them they're signing quite a lot of players from Portugal they are really Portugal aren't they yeah. 
but the South there's a lot of good South American players like Alvarez, as you say, Mateus Nunes, Mateus Cunha, Cunha. Yeah, uh, the they've shown, they've shown quite a few Portuguese boys. Yeah. Those and they had some still they have some still in their squad. Giamatinho, Ruben Neves, just players that can make a difference if needed to. They've got Adama Traore who has not been very good this season, but can he can still he's still an X Factor player that could pose a threat. They've got Lamina who it's a new signing this year, Mario Lamina. There's yeah. young Bu- Bueno on the left fullback position. Diego Costa coming off the bench. Although he's not scored yet, he's still a poacher. If you give them drop the ball in front of goal, he will slot it. So moving on, we have the probably one of the biggest turnarounds in the Premier League for a long time. Newcastle United remaining in the relegation zone in January of 2022 to now being in the tight the top four almost maybe title race in January 2023. They have really turned around anyhow They've not spent a lot of money, have they, really, with the money they have? Well, they've really signed, what, Isaac and Trippier. Isaac was their big, one big money spend. They've not really spent much for They haven't spent as much as, like, other teams, like Chelsea. But they've brought in, yeah, they've brought in some players and not for that much. Yeah. But they've made some key signings, like Isaac. Bruno Gumarej. Yeah, Isaac creates a lot of goals, chances, even though he doesn't score all of them. Um, he's, he creates a lot. Um, he did get injured, dang, unfortunately, for him, yeah. so he has been out for a lot of the time. But he's he's dangerous when he's on the attack. Um, Bruno, uh, he's very he's dangerous. If he gets the ball and has open space, he he can hit he one, can and he's just one. very good out of the back. Um, Sven Botman, so on one of the signs. Almiron, Almiron, but he he's been good this year. Wilson. Yeah, they've been good, but Willow, quickly Willow. on, they've signed, what's his name? Um, I've got it slipping me. The young boy that's saying centre back, he's been very good for them this season. Playing, probably one of, arguably one of the signings of the season in Harlem, wasn't it? Sven Botman from Lille for 40 million. They just make a big signing of Anthony Gordon for 45 million. But this season they've only spent 185 million, which is a lot. But they've made a lot of signings and a lot of key signings, yeah. which some teams don't really do. They don't think about it. They just Nick pay Pope. money, just big money for these players. Signing Nick Pope for 11 million, probably one of the best goalkeepers this year. He's got the most clean sheet from Burnley from no, for only 11 million. Signing Matt Target from Aston Villa for only eleven million, uh, for so seventeen million. That's some great business as well. Also getting players like Kieran Trippier for fourteen million, Dan Byrne for fifteen million. Although they've not made great signing on Chris Wood for thirty million. That was a really poor signing. But still Bruno Gumarez for forty million, who'd be worth eighty plus now, which has just been quality signings. For them, which I think has really boosted them, and just really well structured, well disciplined team. West Ham, on the other hand, who currently are on the edge of the relegation battle, but they have made a lot of signings. Like, um, what do I even start? There's so many. Danny Ings, Skamaka, uh, 
Muzal from Sao Paulo, Paqueta, Emerson, Kalia, Cornet, Skimaka. They just yeah. made a lot of good stuff. Areola from PSG. That are good from Longo, Red. Longolo, Ashby, Connor. There's made quite a lot of good signings. They should probably be doing better than they are. Per Equa from. And the list goes. There's so many, so many more. But they're all 17, 18. Diop? Issa Diop? Yeah. They've made a few good signings. No, Issa Diop left. No, yeah, he left. He's gone to Fulham. So I'm in 2022 now. Yeah. He, 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 they are definitely, should be a lot better than they are doing. But I just feel like, I just feel like team that they've got should be doing a lot better. But I just feel like Newcastle are too good for them. And at home, good form. I just feel like they'll beat, they'll just beat um, West Ham 3-0. Yeah, I think 3-0. What's your prediction? Well, I feel like Newcastle, very attacking. Um, Great depth. I feel like it will be 3-0. 3-0 as well? 3-0 as well. I'm moving on to my next game. It is Nottingham Forest playing Leeds United at the City Ground, which, looking at it, will be a very good game. When you look at Nottingham Forest, you'd expect them to be doing so much better considering they've made 30 signings this season. Spending a total of $184 million, With some signings of Aurier, Navas, Chris Wood. Navas, Navas is a big one. Um, very experienced. Played for PSG, PSG Real Madrid. Signing, also signing players like De, uh, John Shelby, Dean Henderson, Scarpa, Kuyate, Jesse Wood, Lingard, Felipe, Willie Bolly, Renan Lodi, Daniello, that near Carte, Manuel Dennis, Nico Williams, that young boy from Sao Paulo, Danilo, Arione from Union Berlin, and Morgan's Gibbard. They've spent quite a bit of money. Do you expect them? 30 players. How are they going to fit this into their squad? Like, how are they going to? Rotate this and improve them all in game time. They let go of quite a few good players, like Bryce Sample, who was a big part in their promotion last year, and also one of the big ones that was on loan there, who left. He went to Tottenham, but he went back to his loan club. Dejan Spence, he was a big player as well. They are just a team that just needs to be doing better than they are for how much signings they've made. They've spent over 200 million um, on signings and they've signed about what 15 20 players yeah but they've been in a right form four wins four draws and two losses from their last 10 which is actually pretty good form that's 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 not too bad the last game they had a 1-1 draw with Bournemouth which is not too bad if away from home as well so that they're getting points where they need to they're, they're beating Leicester, beating Southampton, drawing with Chelsea, which is a great result, if you ask me. So, I just feel like they could definitely get something out of this game. Well, Leeds. Leeds need a big three points. One of their major signings to the winner 
was another America, American, sorry, as some people call them, Leeds United States. As they are just continuously starting with the American manager Jesse March, just is continuing to. He's actually doing pretty well with but them. They are good Americans, they're not like bad ones. They've been in good form and they've had, they already have many, many Americans in their team that are very good and essential to their team. Like they've had some pretty good results this year. Like Tyler Adams, um, let's see who else. Weston McKenney, yeah. Brendan Aronson, they're just brought in quality players that are just really helped their team. They've had some good results, they've beat Liverpool at Anfield. Which a few teams have done this year, but that's still a good result for them. They they took it right to the end with league leaders Arsenal. They've just done very well this year as Leeds. Oh, not very well. Sorry, I rephrase it. They've done okay. They've done probably below their standards. They've just not done great. So I I think it'll be a two-two draw of the City Red. I suppose it'll be a high-scoring open game. As we look. Forward to our next game. Tottenham Hotspur versus Manchester City. Now, what was the game of the weekend? Yeah, this will be a very good game, but I feel like City. I just have just been a sh- very strong team since Pep ste- stepped in, but Tottenham. They've been in alright form, winning four of their last ten games. They've been like but City have just been in great form, winning seven of their last ten, only two. They've not been in great form in the league. They've come off the back of a 2-0 loss in the North London after being embarrassed by Arsenal. They're losing to City after being 2-0 up away from home and just scraping a 1-0 win against Fulham, which is actually a right result considering their position. But they, they're, they're doing okay. They're finishing, they're currently fifth. A bit probably below their standards and a bit daunting considering their rivals, their cross-town rivals, Arsenal, are leading the league, which is not something any Tottenham fan wants to see, really, is it? No, it's not, but um, many Tottenham fans believe if Arsenal lose the league from here, it will be one of the biggest bottles, but I, I feel like that's not true. I feel like Arsenal... They've still got a very young team. That we're only halfway through the season, and they're only five points clear of Man City. And I feel like it's anyone's game. Yeah, I just feel like anyone can really, really even Man United or Newcastle could get involved with a good run of form and a few drop points from Man City and Man United. I mean, Man City and Arsenal. Anything can happen in this league. This league's we're only halfway through, and we've still got a lot of time. Tottenham. Getting their major signing of Pedro Porro and hijacking Everton deals of Dean Juma as all. Everton fans all thought that was a done deal and through came Tottenham and signed him, which is actually pretty quite a good deal for Tottenham. They've done quite well. Man City not signing anyone. No, they have not. But Pep knows they've really got a very strong team and. I feel like at the moment they don't really need to sign anyone. They've just signed Erling Haaland. Well, they signed him a while ago. But yeah, he's just been banging away goals. And yeah, he's just banging away goals on twenty-seven goals currently. With still what twenty couple like eighteen, 18 games, games to go. I feel like he could get fifty goals this season. He could. Yes, he must be. Could. Do you think? I'm asking a question here. Do you think 
Man City are too Haaland focused. They've gone away from their tactic a bit and gone focused on Haaland and getting the ball to Haaland. Well, I feel like that's not like the case. I feel like they're just like he's because they know he's strong. He is very good. Um, and I feel like he's just always in the correct spot that they need him. But I feel all like I feel like the fans have just gone that oh Harlan's too good, no one can stop him. But I feel like someone could stop him. But we're uh, just gonna have to find Multiple teams have done that. Arsenal kept him quite quiet, Liverpool kept him quiet, Chelsea have kept him quiet. Teams can do it. Although Arsenal lost to Man City, they did keep Harlan quiet and was in right back that did score with them. So I just feel like oh, this will be oh, this might be a little bit biased, but I feel like Tottenham get a two-two draw here. What's, what do you think, Wavin? Um. Well, yeah. I feel like Arsenal need a draw. I don't know you you want to draw from Tottenham, but I feel like Man City are just too good right now. Yeah. And I feel like City might win 2-0. Right. Well, that's, that's our Premier League so far. Let's, have a, let's go have a look at the Carabao Cup, which is getting very close to the final, as that is on the 27th of Feb, or 26th, as it would be for the viewers in the UK. So, Newcastle United, that is a great game. Newcastle beating Southampton after two... Three early goals from both teams, or three early goals in combined, and me and I just dealing with Nottingham Forest. Nottingham Forest were never really in contention for that, were they? No, they I just feel like oh, I feel like Newcastle will win the Carabao Cup. I might be a bit biased towards my hatred for me United, but I just feel like I feel like Newcastle have done very well this year. And Man United have still got the FA Cup, which I think they might win this year. I feel like they'll win the FA Cup. But I just feel like Newcastle will just come out firing and will just upset Man United, although everyone expects Man United to win. So I just think it will just be a, it'll be a wonderful win for Newcastle. Very calm. They'll just stroll through it and they'll just win it. With no, It will be a pretty close game. Man United will have their chances. I just feel Newcastle will just be too disciplined at the back and hold them. Yeah, um, yeah, I agree with you that, yeah, I feel like, yeah, I feel like that will happen and Newcastle will just keep them away from scoring and cruise on. Alright, well, what is the England focused on? We will now move over to the biggest competition in Europe. A league. <laughs> A league. It's not in Europe, unfortunately. Um, Melbourne victory, uh, a win, a surprising win. Yippee. Yippee. Um, we'll move to the Champions League, which starts us off on the 16th of Feb. 15th. 16th of Feb for the European viewers. 15th, 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 15th for us. First so game. PSG. I'll let Jai take this, this call game. Munich. Now, I feel like it will be very interesting Bayern Munich doing not so good in the German league right now, sitting in... They're still first, but they've been in bad form. Yeah, sitting in first, but they've they've been losing games that they should be winning. And on the other hand, 
On the other hand, PSG, obviously just cruising through the <laughs> French League. Not too ridiculous. Like, well, not too, yeah. Um, not like only five points clear of second. Who I think will give them a good run with a, a big upset, or not really an upset, but a big point that Rems tore PSG away from home, or was it at home? Oh, I don't really sure, but Rems taking a point away from PSG is a big result. Liam Belligan, not Liam Belligan, sorry, Florian Belligan, scoring a last minute, a late minute equaliser. And PSG the week before that losing to Rems, who Rems, who sit in fifth. They are there, and they lose, they lost to Lens as well. Lens and Rems. And they've lost to Rems. They're just, and there's a team right here, man. They've just not been great since the World Cup break, but I just feel the first game, they've been a bit out of form. I just feel at home they'll get a 2-1 win. Just their big name players in Bappe, who's rumoured might not play, so that could be a big change. If he does not play, I feel like Bayern, Bayern would, win. would win. But, yeah, they've still got Messi, who's done all right this season. Winning his World Cup. Winning his World Cup. Very experienced, still very good. Neymar, they've got... They're through their midfield, Verath, who's a quality Ratty. player. They've got... Donnarumma. Play, yeah, Donnarumma, strong back four of Hakimi, Mendes. They've just got a very strong team that they've got back there. Now moving on to Milan Tottenham, who is in, is in Milan, or in Italy. Tottenham have not been... They've been okay in the Champions League. Having arguably one of the easier groups in the Champions League this year and only barely scraping out of it. I just feel that Milan have not been amazing this year. I just feel like it'll just be a 1-1 draw. It'll be a bit of a boring game. Both teams will get their chances and they'll both they'll both get a goal, but it'll just end up 1-1. Yeah, um, yeah, I feel that. But I feel like when they play their second game, um, I feel like Tottenham at home, I feel like they might just take it away and I feel like they might beat Milan 1-0 and make it 3-1 in aggregate. Moving to Chelsea. 2-1 on aggregate, sorry. Dortmund. This game will be a pretty good game. Chelsea making all their big-name signings. Against Dortmund, have been pretty quiet in the window uh, as the, not many teams were in the, in the Premier League. Signing players in the summer of Adeyemi, Haller, some quality players that they've got. And Haller has like recently recovered from cancer. But yeah, yeah, actually recently recovered from cancer, so he's been out for a while battling cancer. But I feel like if he plays, I feel like he will do well against Chelsea because he is a quality striker. But we're just yet to see it from him. What is it for saying? We're a battle of midfield. We've got Enzo Fernandez versus Jude Bellingham. That'll be a good battle. And we'll have the strikers of Kai Havertz and Adeyemi. And then the back fours will have to we'll battle that out. So I just feel at home, it'll be a bit of a boring one. It'll be a 1-0 win for Borussia Dortmund. But before, before Chelsea might take it away at home, but... We'll, we'll just talk about that a little bit later. Club Bruges versus Benfica. 
Yeah, I feel like Club Rouge have been... Quite surprising, actually. And, yeah, very surprising. And I feel like Benfica have lost some, like, some of their key players. And I feel like Club Rouge might do it on the day. Yeah, uh, but away at home, sorry, they could really give Benfica a run for the money, losing Enzo Fernandez. But they still do have Gungali Ramos. They still have some quality players that they've got, but we'll just have to wait, wait and see. But I just feel Benfica might just be a little bit too good after beating PSG with Enzo Fernandez, but that he's gone now. They're just all going to depend on how they play. I just feel Benfica will win 2-1. Yeah, um, I feel like Club Bruges will, yeah, will give Benfica a run for their money. But I feel like Benfica are just, or Club Rouge, are just not at that standard yet to do that. So, yeah, I feel like um, Benfica will cruise and beat Club Rouge 1-0. Yeah, that, that's something that I think I can agree with. I just feel Benfica might be just be too good for um, Club Rouge. So, well, hopefully it's a good game. Though. That's all we're wanting. It's a good game. Yeah, mm-hmm. you always want a good game. You and you don't really want a scrappy, boring game. Do you want to take away Napoli-Frankfurt? Yeah, so Napoli-Frankfurt. Um, Frankfurt coming out of a group with... Hang on, let me find it. Coming out a group with... It's... The, um... Tottenham, Sporting and Martial. Um, and yeah, Napoli coming out of a, t- a little bit tougher group with Napoli, Ajax and Rangers, uh, with Liverpool, Ajax and Rangers. But I feel like Napoli are just a very strong team at the moment. Yeah, I thought probably the best team in Europe, arguably. Yeah, and Frankfurt, I don't think are quite there yet, winning the Europa League last year. But I feel like they're just not ready... To make it further in the Champions League. Yeah. So I feel like Napoli will win this one 2-0. Yeah, they've been probably one of the best teams in Europe. Like, yeah. dominating the Serie A, beating everyone. They're 10 points clear at halfway point. They've only lost one game, drawn two, <coughs> 50 points. They've just looked very good. I just feel like Frankfurt just wanted the quality. They beat Liverpool 4-0. Did Napoli. Yeah. I feel like Frankfurt just will not have the quality to upset uh, upset Napoli. Big games. Rematch of the Champions League final. Liverpool Real Madrid. That's the Liverpool fan. What's your what's your uh, like opinion on this? Like hey, what are you looking at well, going into this game? I feel like last the Champions League final, I feel like there was some moments where Liverpool could have taken their chances better and played better but I feel like we're not in as good of form that we were last season and I feel like and a bit lacklustre with depth yeah with depth and injuries and Real Madrid are just in the form of their life and I feel like it hurts to say it but I feel like Real Madrid will knock Liverpool out yeah I, I, I hope it's a good game I feel like Real Madrid have been okay in like They've looked 
not their best. They've not been their best in the league. And they weren't their best in the group stage either. But I just feel Liverpool have just not been good. They'll come out and they'll look really dominant. Yeah, and they'll dominate Liverpool with possession-wise. And, yeah, I feel like it'll be an easy win for Real Madrid. Our final two games are Inter and versus Porto. Porto, this year, have come out and surprised everyone. They all not surprised everyone, but they surprised quite a lot of people. They've done very well in their group. They topped it. They topped a group with Club Bruges, Bayern, Leverkusen, and Atletico, which no one probably expected them to top. And knocking out Atletico, who were, who didn't even make um, Europa League. Yes, they finished fourth. Last, last. So uh, honestly, Porto vs Leipzig. Leipzig are very talented. They they only they were in the semi final of the Europa League last year after being knocked out by Rangers, which as Leipzig standard, that would be a pretty poor result compared to the standard level that Rangers are at. But this game will be a very good game. I feel like both teams have got very good teams, like in Cuckoo, Werner, Vardyol, Simakan, Simakan, I don't know, is that taking it name? They've got, you've got players like that. And then Paul's got Taremi, Evan Nielsen. I feel like it will be Otavio. I feel like it will be a very talented match and it will be very interesting to see. Sorry, they're not playing Leipzig. My bad. I just realised they're not playing Leipzig. It's Inter Porto. They're playing Inter. I'm very sorry about this. Um, Inter have very quality players of Barella, Martinez. Who else? Um, Inter have... I'll hold that thought. Um... I just think it'll be I think it'll be two yeah. one inter. I should stop. Yeah, I feel like yeah, Inter will dominate Porto and I feel like yeah, Inter could win. So our final game is Leipzig versus Man City. Who I'm pretty sure did they not versus each other last year? Oh they were in the group stage against each other last year, weren't they? Yeah. Where Man City won both occasions I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Which I think Martinez, Jeco, uh, that color hug glue. Yeah, this is interesting for everyone. Um, Mkhitaryan, Man City. Stony. We'll, we'll move to Man City, Leipzig. <laughs> As we're saying, Leipzig getting knocked out by Rangers in the semi-final of the Europa League last year, mm-hmm. which is by the standards is not very good. Man City being one of the best teams in Europe for a long time, but never getting that Champions League that they wanted. Always dodging them, losing in semi-finals, finals, quarter-finals, and losing to not like so good teams. And they're not, yeah, they're not the greatest of teams in the Champions League. In the Champions League, but they, the they still pull through, and they just seem to get beaten. Can the quality? Where's that the question asked? Can the quality in Kuku and Werner and Vardio? Golassi, but I don't think he'll be playing because I'm pretty sure he's still injured. But he might be back. I'm not really sure about that. Who's that? Golassi, the goalkeeper. Um, yeah, I don't think he will be back. So I feel like Messi should win this comfortably. But we'll have to we'll just we'll have to wait and see. Andre Silva. Andre Silva, yes. Campbell. Moving on Auburn. to the lower league, the lower competition. The banana. 
in the championship in the Europa League. Starting off with the blockbuster game, Manchester United versus Barcelona. Two very important teams. Let every good game. The camp though, Barcelona, I just feel like the egg there. Going back to Old Trafford, it would just be a bit of a different story. I feel like Barcelona would be too good at Camp Nou, or the new camp, however you prefer to say it. But then back at Old Trafford, they were really, really, they will really dominate, I feel. But I feel Barcelona will just sneak through. Yeah. Would you? Uh, yeah, I would agree. It's a very big game, but I feel like Man United, yes, they are in form in the Prem, but I feel like Barcelona have just got that quality team that will help them get through. Not even pot topping their group did Man United. Yeah, but Barcelona coming out of the Champions League third, so you never know. Man um, United could win it, but I feel like Barcelona will have has the edge. Shakhtar Donetsk, who just lost. Mudrik and versus Rennes, the French, the French team. That beat PSG a couple of weeks ago. Shakhtar losing one of their top players uh, to Chelsea for a hundred million, which they will look to reinvest in the summer window. But Rennes, just a quality team, rarely. Really. I haven't really, I haven't really watched them in a while. But they are still a very quality team. Oh, I feel like Rennes will just be too good for them, honestly. I just feel Rennes will just really go past them and win with ease. Ajax Union Berlin. Union Berlin has been very good this year. It's all, Ajax have been pretty poor. Yeah, coming out of coming out of a group with um, coming out of a group with Liverpool, Napoli and Rangers, which I feel like was a tough group for them to get out with, especially with like Liverpool last year. Um, everyone thinking like Liverpool's gonna get through and then Napoli's form. Um, Napoli have just been great. I said I I didn't I couldn't think Ajax getting through that group. But Union Berlin I feel like aren't at that standard yet to be able to go that one step further and feel like Ajax should be with Barcelona. They did compete with Barcelona, have Union Berlin. But But Barcelona hasn't been in the best of forms. Combined, yeah, they have not been the greatest this year, really. So, you never know, we could see an upset. Ajax have actually been really poor this year, just sacking their manager. After he he's currently led to seventh or eighth and sixth in the year to busy, which with Ajax's standards is very poor, very very poor. You expect to win that league almost every year as an Ajax manager. Yes, you would. And yeah, moving on to the talent factory of Salzburg and the Italian giants Roma, which Mourinho has been doing well. Yes, winning the conference league, winning the the conference league, um, doing well in the Italian league, and I feel like, same as um, Union Berlin, I feel like they're just not at that standard yet to compete with the bigger teams in like bigger leagues, and I feel like Roma can win this game. Yeah, I feel like it'll be quite, quite a simple task for them. 
I, I, no, I don't think we quality with us. I feel like they'll be they'll be decent. They'll really give Roma a run for their money and really prove that they are a team that can, you know, just push them over and think they're a little team. They're definitely here to try and go all the way. I don't they have the quality too, but I definitely think they're going to try to. But I just feel Roma will just still be too class for them. So moving on to our next game is the teams with a team with a big headline recently. Juventus versus Na Nates, Nates. I don't know. I don't really know. Set the French team. Nates. Na Nates. 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 Yeah. Whatever you want to call. It. Um, Juventus having a fifteen-point deduction, which is big for them. That that drops them down to in barely in the top ten. So that is not ideal for them because they're having money and financial problems and hiding them. Like what happened? Uh, changing fees on players a little bit um, lower because of the return. It's definitely deserved, but that's I just a big blow for them. Yeah, it's the same as it's not really the same, but it's kind of like how Derby County got those. That, that, was, that was because that was they didn't have any money. Yeah, but yeah. I feel like Juventus shouldn't have done that, and yeah, that's a very big blow for them, considering that they sh they were a very competitive team in the Serie A, and they should be competing, but obviously class, they mates. can't, they cannot compete for like. It's well, going to be very hard. It's going to be very hard for them to compete for the league, and yeah, I feel like they could make Champions League. But they can't get in the league. The league's too far gone. But I feel like Cruz Pass Knights winning both games. Moving on to Sporting Lisbon versus FC Magidiland. I'm not going to try and pronounce that. Because that. I just. I don't really know much about FC. Maybe say it. Sporting Lisbon. I don't really know much I don't know much either about them, but I just know Sporting are a very quality team. I just feel it'll be quite an easy, it won't be quite an easy result. They'll give them a run at their ground, but Sporting Lisbon at home, I just feel they'll cruise past them with Edwards and players like that. Yeah, it's the same as I said before with Salzburg and Union. Yeah, they're just not a, quite a good enough team to compete. They, you never, they can yeah. they can still make those Europe teams because of the league they're in and because of the teams they compete with the in their league. But I don't think they can compete with the other teams around Europe. But they're still like definitely a quality team. They they have pushed. They can compete with some teams, like you're saying. They have pushed it a lot, but they can compete with some teams. But I don't think they'll be able to compete with Sporting. Well, they've done very well coming out of a group with Latu and Fainal and Stormgrants. It was actually quite a tough group for them. So they've done quite alright, but I just feel like they're just not going to be good enough to get past the likes of Sporting. Bayern, Leverkusen, Monaco. This is probably, other than the the Barcelona one, this is probably one of the games of the the of the 32. Two very talented teams. Um, yeah. Plays, yeah, very Players coming from quality Diaby, players like that, um, Hincapi, players like Doing that. very well in their own leagues. Monaco. Um, Monaco. Have really, they're, they've not been they've, they've dropped off a little bit. Um, Leverkusen sitting, I think, top 10. Monaco are definitely but four, they're, they're yeah, four. Yeah, I feel like the German league will be, it's a little bit harder. 
then the French league we just like yeah. there still are good teams but I feel like Bayern Leverkusen PSG Monaco have been very they're not been great since their glory days of Mbappe and Bernardo Silva and playing like that they've been very shaky since they've not been the team they once were well I feel like this will good there's going to be a very hard game to predict I feel like Leverkusen topping a group with the likes of well with the likes of <laughs> with the likes of oh sorry they finished third in a group with in the Champions League sorry with the likes of <laughs> Porto Club Brugge Atletico that was a very tough group for them and Monaco finish, finishing second with a very easy group that they probably should have topped but they didn't because of um, not goal difference because They've got better goal difference, but I'm not sure what it was. It must have been goals conceded. I think it would have been head to head. I'm pretty sure that would have what it would have been, because Monaco were not amazing mm. in the group stage. They were okay against. Uh, I'm not even going to try and pronounce that. The first team. Yeah, I'm not going to try. Um, just drawing one one with them. Yeah, they lost in a. They lost one nil to them. Yeah, in a. That's why they came second. Yeah. Um, yeah that'll be a close game, I feel. Our final game of the group, the, the Europa League. Sevilla versus PSV. Sevilla have been horrendous in the La Liga Santander. Currently a relegation battle. Well, Gakpo, which was a Gakpo led Monaco, who has now left. Is now was, is now top of the Eredivisie. It just depends on if they're going to be the same team with Gakpo. Like mm-hmm. you never know. Sevilla uh, looked very good in Europe, topping a group with Man United in it, beating Man United. Yeah. So they can definitely they can definitely win this game, and I just feel that they will, just due to PSV losing Cody Gakpo and just losing that X Factor player. Alright, that's that's it for the Europa League. Uh, Sevilla were one in Man United's group. They were in they oh, were sorry, in the Champions League. They were in, they were in the Champions League. Sorry, they were in the Champions League. Jeez, they came. This fact stuff. <laughs> um, they we'll be, be- we'll be better for episode. Sevilla we'll had Man City, Dortmund, and Copenhagen, which Copenhagen, is a tough group. Which is yeah, they were never going to get through, and it was. Yeah, good result for them to get third and still make Europa League. Yeah, because like they could have, though Copenhagen aren't you would say not the the powerhouses, the greatest of teams. They are still they still beat Copenhagen quite comfortably. They drew with Borussia Dortmund. They were they got smashed by Borussia Dortmund. They also drew with Copenhagen. Just like results were. Then they got smashed by Messi. Is this results maybe they could have done a bit better. Probably let them down a bit. That's why they're in Europa. So, what do we want to go next? Do we want to continue on leagues? Or we want to look at, like, players? Mm, well, look at the big money signings. So, Or do we want to have a debate? For, or do we want to talk about Saka versus Rashford? That's probably the big news in the headlines. That... 
everyone is talking about. You, as a non-Arsenal fan, for some reason you like a Man United player as a Liverpool fan. But, but Rashford, Rashford, the thing is, Rashford, his form currently has been the best he's been in, and I feel like it just edges Saka's form currently. But I feel like Saka, if you like, compare their last year or two, like two years, Saka would. If we're comparing, like Saka, Saka is doing what a twenty-five-year-old is doing at twenty-one. Saka is doing what Rashford is doing while being four years younger. Saka is at the quality that Rashford is at even younger age. He's been doing it more consistently than Rashford. Rashford has not been been a go for the last three years, while Saka has really been the backbone of this Arsenal team. He's really the face of the Arsenal team now. Yeah, but I feel like. Rashford in the team he's been playing under and the style he's been playing hasn't been really the style that he's been playing. But under Ten Hag, it showed a new side of him um, and it showed a stronger, a better and a more uh, goal-scoring side of him. But, yeah, I feel like at the moment, Rashford is just that edge better than Saka currently. I feel like Rashford. I feel like Saka even, will definitely even, have a better even, career than Rashford. Yes, but currently Rashford is better. Be, but even if. Not because of their age. Like, don't worry about their age. But it's just he's in better form. I know he's younger, but. Not. Yeah, he's. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a little bit off the Arsenal Rashford. Saka Rashford debate. Arsenal finish um, extending Marcelo's contract, which is a, probably a big deal for Arsenal. Yes, it is. He's a key player to that Arsenal squad. Oh, jeez. Like Saka. Um, yeah, he's a very key component. He's very good down that left-hand side, and I think that's a very good contract extension for them, and I think, um, yeah, that will help them a lot. And also Arteta being the first manager to, oh, I'm not sure he's the first manager, but winning back-to-back manager of the month and winning three manager of the month already this season. He has been definitely one of the best managers in Europe this season. But while people, I feel like unfairly people are saying this is the worst league, the worst league title race. But when you look at Man City, Man City are, are only two points off where they were last year at this exact same point. They're not doing poorly. Two points is one draw. They've drawn one more game than they had last year. They are not some... We're, it's not some mediocre season where Man City are dropping points. Liverpool every, think, every... Liverpool week. had the same thing, just... They picked up... They were just too... Liverpool dropped more points than Man City did. Yeah, and it was early on in the season to, like, teams that you wouldn't think that would do that stuff, like Brighton. You wouldn't think Brighton could... From the season they had last year, they didn't have a very good season coming, well, like 15th. Oh, they just 10th last year, I'm sure. They were around. Oh, like, it was mid-bottom table, mid-bottom table. Um, and then Liverpool, obviously, getting one point away from winning. You would expect Liverpool to comfortably win that. Um, but getting the upset, and, yeah, I feel like... See, but Man- Liverpool had eight draws and two losses. See, those eight draws, Arsenal have only drawn two and lost one. I'm not saying we will continue that one, but... Currently, we have half the losses and a quarter of your draws. 
And Man City had six draws and three losses. Currently this season, I know there's a whole season to go, so they could still lose a lot more. They have three draws and three losses. They have the exact same amount of losses they did last year. And doors are back half of the season when they started losing. They started losing a lot in that back half when Liverpool started bringing back. Because Liverpool were too poor at the start of the season that they didn't have enough points and they had to chase them down the whole season. And, yeah, it's just those crucial games, like you say, like last season, that Liverpool, if they just drawn one of the games they lost, like when they lost to Man City 2-1... Um, what, did you guys drop points in the season to like Leicester? Draw yeah, we drew with Leicester, which was a big blow, and it's just it it hurts to think that if we beat Leicester, we would have won the league, and that's what those are the those, that's what you think about is like the games that you should have won, and if you did, you would have won, like. The Premier League or Champions League or whatever, and that's what hurts the most. Yeah. Well, we're also with we'll talk about a bit more about the relegation battle. So we've got Southampton, West Ham, Everton, Everton, Leeds are almost in the conversation. Wolves, just teams like that. This will be a very good tie race because it is very close. It's not like teams like Norwich last year where they were done by halfway through the season. And top two in the championship currently Sheffield Burnley oh we should have a, yeah, we'll have a talk about um so Sheffield 12 points clear of Middlesbrough and Burnley are five points clear of Sheffield um and Blackburn one point out of the top six behind Watford who are on 44 how good of how good is Vincent company Turner and Burnley yes he's done very well like Last year, Burnley getting relegated. Getting relegated didn't like only got like what? Not even double digit wins. Only like eight wins. Yeah, but being five points behind, five points clear in the championship is a big lead. That and um, being oh, what was I gonna say? Being like almost twenty points, being seventeen points clear. Um of third place which gives them basically they're set up to get automatically promoted yeah and teams like norwich who people said in the yo-yo for years fulham and norwich might break that this year with fulham going probably not going to get relegated this year and norwich not even in the top six at the moment they are currently eighth they're, they're currently eighth almost 15 points of automatic promotion they are not in the position. More than 15. Oh, no. Yeah, 15 is Sheffield. They are three. No, there's 57 to pro- automatic promotion. Oh, Top two get automatic. Oh, wait, yes. Yeah, Sunderland, only three points out of playoffs, which is... So, that is very big, especially when Sunderland were in League One... Last year. Last year, getting promoted into Championship, everyone's had their doubts didn't think oh Sunderland yeah they might finish near the bottom of the table near relegation but they've proved people wrong and yeah they they could get playoffs they might not win playoffs and get promoted but I think they have a chance if they get into playoffs to win it and get promoted to the, and get back to their old selves and go back into the Premier League I think uh, well, that, I think that's enough we'll stop here for our first podcast next, next week 
we do it, we'll hopefully do it next Saturday. Um, we will look over the results from the past week, any midweek results that have happened, and we'll look over the, the couple of the leagues and results that have happened. So thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you guys next time. See ya.